This is the Business Central Manufacturing Show, and I am Martin Karlovic. Hi folks, the Business Central Manufacturing Show took a long summer break. Initially, I started this as my suddenly working from home COVID-19 project. Actually, I pretty much enjoyed this activity, but also had to ask myself at some point of time if I should work for fun or for my company. Hence, I paused the podcast and reflected on the experience as well as I analyzed the results. The conclusion is I continue with what I regard as both fun and something that is worth to myself and to my company. And so in that regard, I'm super excited to welcome Olaf Simran as my first guest after that long break. Olaf started implementing Microsoft Dynamics NAV in 2002. Back then it was called Navision Attained. Throughout the years, Olaf has been doing many exciting implementations in different parts of the world, all of them with different challenges, but with one common theme, manufacturing. He does this with his US-based company Naviona, where he and his team came to the conclusion that NAV and Business Central is an excellent manufacturing solution and the ease of which customizations can be done and the variety of available add-ons makes it a software that can cover most manufacturing requirements. As many other people in the channel, I got to know Olaf from his extremely insightful blog posts about Dynamics NAV manufacturing. Olaf, thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to the Business Central Manufacturing Show. Thank you, Martin. Happy to be here. So before we start to talk about manufacturing, please allow me one question. Your blog is so awesome. Why the hell did you stop blogging? Yeah, that's a very good question. Time, I would say. I was blogging a lot for a couple of years and got really great feedback with a lot of new people through my blog. And then I decided to start Naviona and that kind of took over my time, thinking many times about getting into the blog and start blogging. I'm hoping one day time to do that, maybe a year or so. Because it, you know, the product itself have changed a lot since actually since I stopped blogging a couple of years ago. When I was blogging, it was Dynamics Nav. Now it's Business Central. You know, my blog is about manufacturing, but also how to get things accomplished with sometimes with customizations and so on. Uh, that piece have changed a lot. As we who are in the industry knows, it's now extensions. Software is available in the cloud and so on. So. I have a long list to blog about. It's just a matter of finding the time. But one day I will find the time. Yeah, so if you find the time, then let me know, because then you definitely have your first and frequent reader of this. And whenever I try to find information about Navision or Business Central Manufacturing, this is actually one of my first places to go to. And Many of the questions that I had about it in the last couple of years about business and manufacturing could get answered by your blog. But if you look for some ideas what to write about, I might share with you some. Because recently I had a couple of questions where I didn't find the answer in your blog. And so I had to find out by myself. And so I kind of, on my wish list for this year, Christmas, is that you start blogging again. Okay, that's good to hear. I will do my best. And I actually use my blog myself sometimes to refresh my memory of how things are done. <laughs> yeah, and it will. I think it also helps you to educate your clients that you bring live because you explain a lot of fundamental concepts there. So, but now let's let's leave the blog and let's kind of increase the flight height of the conversation a bit, and and let's talk about digitization and manufacturing quite in general to start with. So. To which degree do you see digitization as a 
force that really changes how the industry works. I mean, that changes how manufacturers produce. Or is digitization just another buzzword pointing to, let's say, standard efficiency gains through technology in the administrative processes? Well, the way I see dig digitalization is that, you know, the word itself kind of means that you take something that's not digital and you convert it to be digital. And the way I see it in relation to manufacturing is the good old going paperless. I know it's not a new concept. It's actually pretty old. I remembered when I started working, then I, my first job, I was an engineer and I was buying stuff. So you typed up the purchase order in the Word document. You printed it, you signed it, then you put that in a fax machine and you faxed it to the vendor. And then you took that document, you put it into the folder. And then maybe a day later, you got something back in the fax machine. It was an order confirmation. Then you stapled it together. And this was kind of a long time ago. And already back then, people were talking about going paperless. And I think we've seen that in the back office. When we implement Business Central today, we don't even talk about printing documents. We all assume that you hit that button and it sends the email to the vendor with the purchase order attached. Or on the sales side, you push that button and sends the email to the customer with the order confirmation attached. But what we have noticed is that, you know, in the manufacturing piece of organizations, people still actually up until a couple of years ago, the best practice as we saw it when we were out implementing the software was to still print like a job card and they print the drawings, they print work instructions, they print inspection criteria, and they make this kind of package a lot of the time to go out to the shop floor to do the production. But since I would say two years ago or so, our experience is that that kind of changed a little bit. So, so The way I see it is that kind of the back office took the lead and then now it's kind of mature. Everybody assumes you're not printing anything. And now it's kind of, I would say uh, since two years back, it's kind of the shop floor's time to go paperless. And so about two years ago, when we, you know, these implementations we do, now the, it's a very common requirement that hey, we want devices out on the shop floor. We don't want these papers to float around and And I do think personally that when COVID hit, COVID had kind of also accelerated this a little bit. It, it enables, you know, you don't have to have engineers on site printing drawings to operators. They have a device where they can kind of pull up the drawing, the screen, for example. Um, so that's to me is kind of digitalization uh, or one aspect of digitalization and what makes it really nice with Business Central is uh, to use that uh, app that was released, uh, I think, 2016, universal app that runs on Android and Apple devices. So, so when we implement now, um, we kind of, just like a couple of years ago, you assume that nobody's printing purchase and sales orders. Now we're kind of assuming that people want devices out on the shop floor to look up information, and we use that Business Central Uh, app. Uh, we tell our customers to go and acquire tablets or even these scanners that runs Android operating system and install the app. And if you have Wi-Fi, you have access. So that's kind of what we see, the movement, you know, going paperless, the shop floor, which is you know, a little bit behind the office, but, but there is a movement there. We see it. And the other piece of the digitalization capture the data back into the ERP system. And that is done with the same kind of technology. It's a universal app and you have 
tablets and scanner production to capture information about start and stop, inspection results, uh, and so on, instead of what people used to do five years ago, where you printed the documents and then operators kind of made the notes on the printouts, and then it was fed back into the office where they archived it. So that, to me, is digitalization and where are we heading? And, and we see this a lot. What do you think about when you hear digitalization in manufacturing? Good question. Definitely also going paperless. I would agree to this. And I also initially saw the the administrative processes that you talked about. And then we have the, the shop floor integration. And what I'm really curious to see, but only have seen it like early signs of it in laboratories or like larger manufacturing environments is then actually the machine-to-machine bit of communication. So you spoke about like making paper-based processes digital and kind of bringing information faster to the people that require them and bring the information faster back to the ERP system. And so I wonder if and when machines actually start to send signals and messages to each other. But this is like, I would say this is still a couple of years out, especially with respect to the customers that we are talking to. But I would like to come back to the first aspect that you said, like like making the process of getting information to the shop floor paperless. And I personally see a big value in it in terms of what you just said, that we that the foreman or the machine operators, that they get the CAD drawings and and all of this job-related information on a device rather than printed on endless sheets of papers. But I wonder how effective it is to kind of also give work instruction or work order lists in a digital form to the operators or to the foreman. And I wonder if this creates efficiency because they always have a state-of-the-art and most current work order list, or if this creates chaos, because as this integrates with the ERP, that in the minute you make a change in the ERP, the work order list may change, and they may just get into a constant firefighting mode. So is making work order lists digital, in your point of view, does this bring chaos or efficiency? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it creates efficiency, but it needs to be managed, so it does not create chaos. The way I normally teach people is that production orders in business central have statuses, so they have planned firm plan to release. So the way I teach is that hey, we create production orders as firm planned, and then we review them and we can do some scheduling around firm planned production orders. Once you get closer to production, you release them, and whether you print them or not, or whether you have a device in the shop floor which shows up, if it's released, you need to have good argument to change them. So if you have a process like that, it eliminates, I think, the chaos that you were referring to because the person, the operator, or the person on the floor looking at his device and looking at what should he be doing next is looking at those released orders and they don't show up until somebody released them. Uh, and you need to have a process of saying that, hey, now we're releasing orders a week in advance. We're not releasing orders that are two months out. If you start releasing orders that are two months out, then you get this effect that you might change them and so on. So I think it's a matter of how you manage the processes. 
not releasing orders too early and then make sure that if it's released, you're not changing it if you don't have a really, really good change it. And then if you do change a released order, there needs to be some communication between the scheduler or whoever managed the orders and uh, the operator who's running the jobs. That's how I see it. And I think that's kind of eliminates this chaos because it can be a chaos as you're referring it to if you have operators looking at devices and every time they open the screen the orders has been shuffled so that means that digitization is not only a change of the way or the change of the medium that we use to carry out a process like from paper to digital but it also requires a change of the processes is this right Well, the way I see it, let's say you, you don't have a device for the floor operator and you do a paper-driven system. Then when you release the order, you print it and you hand it out. And then you obviously don't want to change the released order because you already printed it and you handed it out. And if you do want to change it, then you need to go and look where in the process is this order that you printed and talk with the person you handed it to and maybe reprint it. If you do it digitally, I see it the same, exact same way. If you have released it, it means that it has reached the person running the machines or doing the operations. Then if you want to change it, you need to go and you need to communicate with that person. Hey, we have this order and we know it was released. If you haven't started it yet, we do want to cancel it because we don't see the demand. And so, so I don't see that much difference in processes other than It's a lot easier to make the changes if it's digital, but the process itself, I think it's kind of the same. You, you need to make sure that you release the orders, and once it's released, you need to be aware that you know it has reached the person who's planning to do the work and have potentially started it. Okay, then digitization means going paperless and making people aware of the consequences of being paperless and establish some rules in terms of responsibilities and routines. Yes, for sure. And you have real-time data and you have the latest information. I think that's a key thing as well. So are a discrete manufacturer and you, you produce based on drawings, etc., then you know that with this digital way of doing it, the drawing that shows up on the device is the latest one instead of having printouts floating around. That's, I think it's one of the so this is the benefits of having real-time information from the ERP to, let's say, the device and to the operator, to the foreman. What is the value of getting real-time information back from the shop floor into the ERP system, which you said that this is the second piece of digitization? Uh, yes, we see kind of two things. We see that people want to capture time, and this kind of allows you to capture more accurate times for operations you can kind of start and stop operations if you have a device and you make it easy for the person to hit the button to start and hit the button to stop um, and that feeds them back into the ERP system and it can be used either to cost the product or just as a reference to you know you can have a setup where you're costing your product according to the nominal time that you have in the routing and you just compare the capture time with the nominal Or you can have a setup where you're actually using the actual capture time to cost your product. Uh, you know, also something that people want to get into because the options now with the devices and that app. The other piece we see is that there is 
a lot of the times there's data from the floor that needs to be communicated to customers, such as inspection results that prints on certificates, a common one that you produce something and then there's a tolerance and you do an inspection and that should then show up on certificates that goes with the product to the customer or goes into like a PDF certificate to the customer. That piece is also a lot more real-time and efficient if you use a device and the result is entered at the time of capturing the result. So if I'm doing inspections, I do my measurements or I do my inspections of the product, I enter the result right there and it then is available to go on a certificate from the ERP system to the customer. Years ago, or I would say prior to maybe two, three years ago, these were all paper-driven in my mind. People wanted a printout. Here's the what you're going to inspect. And then there was lines on the printouts where they wrote down, you know, these are the values I measured. And then that paperwork went back to the office. Somebody looked at the inspection results and then typed that into a Word document certificate. That's just one example where digitalization has, let's say, improved that process a lot. So then it makes kind of dealing with the overall supply and value chain more efficient because like the example that you said that you get real-time information to your customers, it can be the, exactly the same if you go the other way in the supply chain. So if incoming material inspection, we identify some quality issues with material we receive, then we also could provide this information, like say in real-time to our supplier so that they can take maybe corrective actions within their processes if they produce the same material for me or other clients again. Have you seen this use case as well? Yes, fairly common that we run into that, you know, people do receiving inspections and capturing the results. And then, as you said, communicate that back to the vendors. To me, it's kind of the same, very similar process you know instead of you capturing result on something you made yourself then you're capturing the result on something received from a vendor and the communication like you said goes to the vendor the customer made product but yes i think that's um, another use of digitalization real-time data capturing like you said if you have vendors that's supplying you with raw materials on a recurring basis you want them to know the results as soon as possible so so let, let's go back to the more internal view. So within the manufacturing client and digitization and real-time data. So what is your recommendation to your clients? Where should they start? Should they start with managing the information flow from the ERP to the shop floor and make this real-time first? Or should they start with managing the information flow from the shop floor back into the ERP and make this real-time first? Or is this something that you do all in one go? Well, I think the second step there to, to get it back into the ERP system is kind of depending on the first step. So we recommend the first step first that, you know, we, you, you need a way to provide real-time data to the operators through devices. And then that kind of enables them to provide real-time data back. So this means that in the type of clients that you work with and that are quite typical for Business Central is the the process of providing data back from the shop floor to the ERP is from devices, which means like still manual or semi-manual 
data entries and not automated data capture and not automated MES systems. Is this a fair conclusion? Yeah, that's pretty fair. So, so with automated, you mean you integrate with the machines? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I think, coming, but I don't think we're there yet. We, we rarely see that, actually. We see it sometimes on, on the quality measuring side that they have a machine that, that spits out quality data that needs to go back into the ERP system. And there we can kind of integrate, but it's not that often that we see situations where there's requirements to integrate the ERP system, like a PLC system or a system running the machines. We see it more that, you know, that's a actual person entering the data, but we make it for the person to enter the data devices. He just hit the button to start and hit the button to stop. But that's kind of what we. But then again, this would require like say processes, routines and management to kind of reduce the impact of human error. So people still need to, to press the button and not forget to press the button because if they forget to press the button, then the ERP system thinks the job is still on the machine, although it had been finished two hours ago. Yes, you're right. So, so it needs to be uh, very visual. So what we have done is that we have this product that we developed that kind of have a visual red circle if it stopped and there's a green circle if it started and it's running and then there's an orange circle that says if it's a setup is running. So if I'm the operator and I'm managing these five machines, I look at my list, there's five lines and I can, it's almost like a traffic light. You can see if they're all green or so, so you have to make it very visual for the operator. So you spoke about a solution that you developed that means that you seem to have enhanced business central for your manufacturing clients and this brings me because we're kind of approaching the end of the this conversation again this brings me maybe to my closing question is you said you enhanced business central to make it better fit with for your clients if we look at business central it is a pretty much general purpose erp system and I know that there are a lot of manufacturing-specific ERP systems out there. So from your point of view and from your experience, why should a manufacturer still go for a more general-purpose system such as Business Central instead of choosing a system that was made specifically for their industry? I think Business Central has the main, has the big advantage that, you know, it, it's a general manufacturing system or general ERP system with some general manufacturing functionality as it comes from Microsoft. And then you have all these vendors doing um, add-on solutions to it. So if you are a manufacturer and you have a niche manufacturing, you will most likely be able to find add-ons or extensions to Business Central that will cover your needs. And you, know, you guys have one nice extension with this visual scheduler. We also work with uh, another vendor called Cosmo Consult in Germany that, that, that makes some process manufacturing related extensions and discrete manufacturing related extensions. And then we have our own products as well that we implement. So, so it becomes kind of, you get this general ERP solution and then you pick and choose kind of a la carte additional features as you require. And I think that's a great business model that, that Microsoft have. It makes it a system that, you know, you really run into something that you can't solve. 
And on top of that, you can do customizations, obviously. That to us is kind of the last exit. Yeah, to me, you, you really summarized great what makes Business Central unique. And as indicated earlier, we are coming, unfortunately, to the end of this conversation, which I enjoyed very, very much. And the longer we talked, the more I really regret that you do not block anymore. So maybe we can agree upon that as long as you don't fulfill my Christmas wish to start blogging, that I may invite you from time to time to this podcast so that we can at least have similar conversation on other topics that I otherwise would have read about in your blog. Is there a fair deal? That's a fair deal. I'm happy to be part of uh, these podcasts. My best to see if I can stop blogging. <laughs> okay, but then I, I take your word. So I watch, watch what's happening on your blog. And if I miss information and see that you didn't pick it up, then I may call you again and invite you for another session of this. Okay? All right, that's the deal. Yes. Very good. So thank you, first, for that commitment, and second, for participating in this conversation today. It was really a pleasure to meet you, and uh, thank you very much, and stay safe and healthy. Thanks, Olaf. Thank you, Martin. Thank you for listening to the Business Central Manufacturing Show. 